Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Jim Segermark, the CEO of InSitu Biologics. The website is insitubiologics.com. Jim, how are you today? I'm very good. Glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell me about uh, your company. What's the premise of it? Yeah, so um, we are a material-based technology that was originally created uh, by scientists at the Cleveland Clinic Foundation. And back in 2002, they started working on it. So when you do the math, that's quite a while ago. Um, and they could envision bringing these three compounds together that are found naturally in the body and creating a gel. Uh, but they had a real hard time making it. Uh, kind of like alchemy. You know, you, you can think of these things, but when they all come together, it's hit and miss. So over the years, they partnered with... Uh, industry and by 2007 five years later uh, the gel could be made and uh, a lot of you know hydrogels have been around people tried to uh, do this back to the 80s and it's really never worked but this one um, does and it uses hyaluronic acid which is very common in the medical world um, you know that's used for injections in the joints and in bulking uh, like in um, juvederm when people have uh, facial procedures, push a wrinkle out, they use it for bulking. And that's what this was perceived to be used for. I got involved in it from the business side. And as, as we played with it, uh, we found that while it certainly is a, a great product to bulk things, uh, its ability to have other compounds, anything nearly, uh, any molecule wrapped into it and pushed out over time is really doable. And so we start, we actually the first test we did, we just took blue water, RIT, classic dye that you would use as a kid in a T-shirt. And um, yeah. over the course of seven days, we eluded <clears throat> that. We pushed water out of a out of a molecule, out of a glob of clear Jello, basically, and the Jello was still there. So it works by sure. water pushing in and pushing out what's in it slowly over time. And uh, so through a series of transactions, we were able to procure the technology. And uh, it's taken a while to um, get down the road, but now we have a clear pathway to put uh, a non-opioid pain reliever, pubivacaine, one of the cane medicines, into it. And um, animal data is showing, you know, three to five days of uh, complete analgesic effect. Huh. So it's a way to to, um, to get this pain reliever to stay in someone's skin? That's where it's going in the, the dermal layer, or oh, where is it going in the no, body? No, this would be post-surgical. So, I mean, it could, in theory, we wouldn't right out of the box lay it down right next to the spine, but because it's a gel and it doesn't migrate, um, there is only one other product cleared by the FDA that is sustained released regional pain medication, and that's very liquidy. It's like olive oil, liposomes. But because this is a gel, um, you can you could you know, cover a knee, uh, post-knee implant. You'd be able, physician could put on their glove or on a small, you know, which looks like a spatula and smear it all over so that it's completely numb. Hip surgeries, bunionectomies, hemorrhoidectomies, these very painful tissue operations, hernias, uh, same-day surgery, 
but you go home, you feel great. You don't take your pain reliever because you really don't want to. And then you wake up on fire. With this, it would just be injected in and placed in. So you can actually put it through a very fine needle. So they'd be able to back out doing that after they place some, place a glob of the gel right at the surgical site. And in three to five days, you'd get your sensation back and the body just metabolizes it. It's made of uh, a protein, a carbohydrate, and uh, some simple sugars. So the body would absorb it after three to five days? Yeah, it's probably closer to two weeks by the time it gets totally metabolized, but the drug would be gone. And then the gel breaks down and uh, mm. it just gets uh, gets carried away, urinated out. Are you able to, are you able to reseed the gel once it's used? Interesting question. Uh, in this application, no, but in things we're playing with, um, the only reason we're most interested in the gel, obviously, or the, the pain application is the obvious crisis we have and the, the straightforward pathway. But for us to be able to put this into a pancreas in time and reseed it, absolutely, a thicker gel. But this is a thinner gel because we want it to go away. No one wants to be numb post-surgery for 40 days. Right. Um, huh. But in time, uh, we're working with some really big brains, and they want to place it in the epidural space uh, or via an epidural in the spine so that people with lower back pain could come in, have it dripped in, put in for 30 days, come back 30 days later. Our scientist, Bill Taylor, he's totally obsessed with putting this into a pancreas and having it reseed itself, so replicating, giving it the, um, the nutrients it needs. and um, potential uh, application for diabetes. But we're focused right now on just finishing this product, getting it to market, proving our model, uh, working with a big company to bring it to market. So it sounds like you could custom tailor the uh, the retention or thickness of the gel for all kinds of applications, right? You could do fast yeah, right. acting, slow. <laughs> you, you got it. That's, I mean, it's mind blowing. We, we have the thing called the mind map. And we go into, you know, concierge medicine. You can tailor it. The doctor would be able to tailor it right at the table. Uh, hmm. You know, we have one physician, he coined the term, it, it acts like a non-pulsatile organ. And I've used that in press releases so people can visualize this glob that could be injected yeah. with, with things. And, um, yeah, concierge medicine. Tailor it to what you need. Absolutely. Are you, would you be able to do a structure that... You know, like a bilayer where, you know, let's say the outer uh, sphere of it is thicker than the inner sphere or vice versa, where it would, um, let's say you could apply some kind of substance to the outer surface and it gets sucked into the middle or vice versa, it, uh, inside it yes. gets pushed out from the middle? Yes, we've done it. We actually have it. Uh, we have a white paper that's published called an Estigel P. That's where we put particle beads in it. We we made exactly what you said, an onion. So we had a thinner layer that immediately dropped bubivacaine within 15 minutes. The the uh, animals were completely, un, un, uh, you know, they had analgesic effect. Their paw was numb. And then we had a, a thicker layer that slowly dissolved later. I mean, we were out now six days, seven days. So we were really pushing it. And then we had pellets inside of there to go even further out. Um, and that was just to prove what we could do. But you, you've totally nailed it. I mean, we can tailor this. Um, it, it's 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 a whole technology. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna go for years and years and years and years. Yeah, that's really every, cool. Every new drug. I, think of drugs that come off patent. Uh, you know, uh, I, I always say Viagra, but what if you could have a low dose 
um, you know, product for erectile dysfunction, lower the cost. I mean, it's a big market and these things come off patent. There's a way to extend lives and put new things into the into our gel. Well, for certain drugs, let's say you had to take them every day or multiple times a day, uh, this could be a great way to simplify that process, you know, where let's say for women for birth control, you know, it, it has a certain finite amount of time, maybe it needs to work. Or if, you know, someone needs to take, uh, I don't know, a heart medication every single day, maybe they could just put it in the gel and then that would last them for a whole month. They only have to yeah. renew it every month. Or four, or what if there's four different time release drugs in the same gel in time as we become better and better at it, you know? Hmm. You, you, I live in Naples, Florida, and I you know, go out to eat. I see people drop down 15 pills on the table. You know, yes. I mean, maybe there's a way to uh, encapsulate concierge medicine. Someone goes into the compounder and says, put this in our gel. I need to take these every day. Great. Here you go. Now, we're not focused on that at all, but we're talking about future right. tech and capabilities and where this world ends up. Uh, it could be just like the Jetsons. So take hmm. a pill, be, be done for the day. Well, so just to remind people, the first applications are going to be for pain relief in in what specific areas, and and how long will it be until you get through? Um, I would guess you have to go through you know clinical trials in humans, and so how long until this uh, is available to people? You know, through their doctor, for instance. Yes. Yeah, so we will uh, anticipate we anticipate beginning our phase one study for regional pain control, uh, completing it in Q2. So I don't know if we're going to actually start it late Q1 or begin uh, early Q2, but these these pain studies aren't long because they're healthy individuals who have it uh, injected uh, to prove that it's safe. It's going to dwell in them, and these are groups of 30 people. So three to five days later, you, you basically have results, and then you look again 30 days to see if there are any long-lasting effects. So we should finish that mid-next year, 2019, and then. Um, because there's a very clear FDA pathway we anticipate, and we'll, of course, be meeting with FDA to confirm it, we should be able to do an efficacy study uh, based on other products that are out there. So the doctrine of equivalence, we need to prove we're equal to or better than what's out there in similar products. And we would prove that in bunionectomy in the foot where they shave the uh, bone off, and there's very little vasculature there. It's just nerves. And hemorrhoidectomy, which is extremely painful as well. So those are the two um, kind of gold standard pain pain procedures. If you if you do well there, you're going to do well anywhere. And uh, yeah. we uh, so we would hope to begin that uh, at the earliest. It would be probably Q1 2020, and then we would hope we're done. We would uh, we believe that uh, with this crisis that we're going to be facing for decades, to wean people off of opiates and get the, stand, the operating procedures changed in hospitals to dropping the uh, opiate-based drugs and go to regional pain medication for surgeries. Uh, uh, we're hoping we can uh, not catch a break, but uh, be viewed as a safe and effective product and get moved to the market as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's really a big deal. It is. I could see it also for, you know, it wouldn't be super painful, but if you could integrate it into bandages or integrate it into Band-Aids, you know, topically to provide relief to burn victims or, uh, I mean, it, it can go a lot of places I could see. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's crazy. No, and, and there are lidocaine bandages today, and that's a cane mm -hmm. medication that's short-acting because, you know, you have lidocaine, novocaine, cocaine, bubivacaine. All these canes are analgesics. Um, bubivacaine, uh, marcaine is another one that's a different, little different chemistry. 
and uh, by manipulation and dose, you have the ability to make them uh, long-lasting or short-lasting. But, um, you know, if people are listening to this today, you can buy lidocaine bandages. Uh, I think Shaquille O'Neal sells a couple of them, if I'm not mistaken, for for the back pain. Um, you know, the other interesting thing you, you've mentioned there was um, uh, topical applications. And uh, we really wanted to look at this for uh, burn victims. And unfortunately, that's that's an area, believe it or not, it's just there's no money in it. And I hate to bring the economics into it, but the fact is uh, this is a very expensive drug to make. We have to ferment it, essentially. It's it's a brewed distillation. So uh, when you, we, we make it by the kilo, and it's hundreds of thousands of dollars for a kilo. And when you look at the size of a burn victim, the amount of money that, that you get paid to take care of a, a wound, um, it's literally pennies that they pay, and I've been burned, and I was just appalled at, at uh, what you, how much money they will spend on you. They will not spend much. You get about thirty to forty dollars a day to take care of burns in a hospital or at home. So, oh, okay. and the answer is sil- silver cream, silvadine, and uh, I had to buy it by the gallon. I was, it was a pretty bad fire. And, uh, mm-hmm. it, it was seventy bucks for a week, I think, is, is what uh, what they gave me. Hmm. So. Economics, um, uh, unfortunately, creep in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, just I, I just heard that. I thought the, some countries have a fast track uh, path to getting drugs out there. You know, like I guess Japan maybe have a they have a committed fast track that may be faster than the U.S.'s um, U.S.'s flow to get things to market. Or is that not yeah. applicable in this uh, case? No, it's it's completely applicable. And we think that after our phase one study, we could get fast-tracked with the uh, phase two. So, um, And that would be the efficacy study. That's why I said if it happened as early as the end of 2019, that would kind of be a break. And, mm. uh, that it, you know, we've run the numbers. It could be a relatively uh, short study, um, probably 80. Yeah. I think we are between 77 and 88 patients uh, with a, our Anestagel product randomized against uh, – standard of care and which is a pump rather an invasive procedure um and uh at that point uh so we could we could be on the market but even with that fast track in the no matter where it's going to be a year after the uh, phase one minimally mm-hmm. i'd say mm-hmm. yeah yeah interestingly you, you, know, uh, you, you mentioned ous um uh pain medication is not uh, state of the art the U.S. pays for pain medication, and they really don't. They're, the incentive to um, get people out of the hospital is not there. So if you look in the U.K. and really throughout Europe, still a pain pump world, um, opiates, they, it's really a cost-managed item. So a small market. Oh, so you know, when, when people take them, you know, it leads to addiction and all kinds of other problems. So it would be nicer not to have them at all. I agree, sure. but that, and then that's a huge change. So instead of taking a systemic opiate that numbs you and dulls you and makes your feet floppy yeah. and your hands big, like Alice in Wonderland, instead of doing that, you have regional pain medicine. Well, that is going to take changing nursing protocols, doctor protocols. Everybody has to agree we're only going to treat the pain in the knee and not yeah. put them on this systemic deal. Well, that's going to take hospital boards and you know all kinds of months and years of meetings to get people to say are we ready to do this we're going to put you know we're not going to treat the body we're going to treat the area huge shift mm. Mm. yeah sounds it's, easy uh, to you I mean, think, but it's not that's not how they're trained 
imagine a, a nurse who's 55 years old who went to medical, who went to nursing school at Marquette University in Wisconsin and graduated in 1980. And now you're telling her, you're not going to put that IV in that patient anymore. The doctor's going to inject this and rub it around and we're going to send the patient home. Huh. She's like, what? Well, <laughs> How are we going to manage? Yeah. You know, what if they call? What are we going to do? Huge. Big change. Yeah, the doctors may have more problems with it than the nurses, but I guess we'll see. Only um, one hospital has made the change to regional. I posted it on my LinkedIn page, IU, Indiana University. They're doing uh, their um, all the uh, um, C-sections and uh, female surgeries. They're using regional pain control. Oh, and any, what's the feedback from them on it, the feedback from patients? Uh, you know, I haven't. I, I only read the announcement, and... Uh, I have not. That was last week, so I, I haven't uh, heard anything yet. Uh, but okay. that's a good question. I'm, I've got to follow up and, and read that. Yeah, that'd be a great proof of concept that would probably help get your uh, your solution faster adoption. Yep. Yeah. Now it's hmm. a big area. It's it, it's got to happen, but it's going to be a big change. Oral surgery. Oral surgery. That's a big area as well. Perfect area for us. Hmm. Can inject this deep into the gum. They'll treat you for three to five days, wisdom, tea, dental procedures. Not chewing while you're numb for three days might be hard, um, but a lot better than taking a systemic drug for a local pain in your tooth. Well, Hal, one, one question. I know, you know, the animals can't tell you, but, you know, when you have this gel inside of you, like, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to people that have had, let's say, um, you know, certain oil-based stuff injected, and they can feel it, you know, and it's kind of... Uh, I guess there's a trade-off, you know, you don't feel pain, but you feel like this lump or this stuff in you. Um, will there be a bulky feeling, you think, from the injections or the placement of it that will annoy people over time, or what do you think it'll be? Yeah, so uh, we talk about that, especially in the bunionectomy, because, you know, think about your, you know, if you have a sandal on and you're looking down and you had uh, five cc's of uh, gel injected into your foot, it is very small. It's like honey. Um, so we don't know. Um, you, you, you would certainly be able to push it around a little bit. Um, but at the same time, it's breaking down. I don't think any other surgeries, maybe a carpal tunnel in the wrist, you would see it. Um, tumor removal on legs, arms, extremities. But I don't think it would be bothersome at all on the back or chest, uh, certainly internally, post hernia. It would be completely innocuous, um, and I've been. In I guess with the, with the animals, I mean, if you saw the animals, you know, pawing at it or trying to rub a certain part of them that had been injected repeatedly or scratching at it, then that would probably give you some indication that it's annoying them. But if you don't see that, that's probably a good sign if they just act totally normal, you know. Yeah, in uh, the small animals, there were no issues. We had one uh, large animal that um, we used a lot of the gel and it, it does swell up and it, um, uh, we, we had closed it uh, with tight suture, uh, but this stuff grows about anywhere from two to three times. So if you put one CC in, it'll the water in your body, the tissues expand it. And uh, so we did see an issue with one animal, but that was really positive because we were able to reformulate from that. And now we're using a much smaller amount of gel with a really perfect dose and method of uh, putting the bubivacaine in. So that's when we lost the onion peel. That's when we lost the particle. And we went to a very smooth, um, integrated 
you know, kind of a unigel, for lack of a better name, just a, a, a single gel. You couldn't, it's one consistency. Uh, so that was a really positive uh, uh, development from that one animal. Um, how does the body treat the gel? Does it try to attack it? Does it, you know, spew antibodies or T cells all over it? Like, was it no. get sucked into the gel? Like, what happens? No, that's the beauty of this. This is completely innocuous. The body does not recognize it as a foreign body because it's made with hyaluronic acid, which is found in your cartilage. It's in your joints. Um, uh, I believe we produce a cup of hyaluronic acid a week in our bodies and the lymphatic system moves it out. That's what it does. So it's in our urine. Uh, it's, it's, our, it's our natural lubricant, it's our oil. So in all the studies we've done, I'm going back uh, 12 years now, um, we've never had a single reaction to any form. And I've put this in uh, personally in, in uh, brains, we've, we've done, we've occluded aneurysms, filled arterial venous malformations where a vein talks to an artery too soon. You know, everyone always wonders, how does the water, how does the blood get back from a vein to an artery? And that's at the micro level. Uh, but when they jump too soon, when you have an arteriole talking to a venule, larger, you get an arterial venous malformation and you get a huge, huge knot. Um, we've never had a reaction, nothing. There's no scar tissue. There's no inflammation. It endothelialized in some um, situations where we wanted to. And other times when we're implanting it for other purposes, it just gets the lymphatic system just takes it away. And, uh, just, and that's what we see in our animal studies as well. It, the body just truly metabolizes it and away it goes. Yeah. What's, um, I mean, it sounds like, again, there's tons of applications for it. Are you licensing the applications that you're not focusing on to maybe other companies that do have the energy and time to work in them? Or are you, you keeping know, in it uh, in, 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 in time? In time, we will. I think we're, our model right now, our business plan is to uh, bring an gel as far as we can, prove the economic value so that we have a baseline as we go forward. We're learning a lot about um, manufacturing and making a leap from preclinical to clinical. So sterility, we're learning how to sterilize it better, efficiently fill it, put it into one cc, one ml uh, syringes. And once we iron those things out, then yes, we could become a uh, Intel inside. You know, we could we could become a matrix biohydrogel inside with their drugs. And um, of course, we perfect how to wrap their drugs inside of our our matrix as well. Um, maybe it's better if we do it. Maybe it's not. It, it would be uh, interesting. But that is long term. Uh, and when I say long term, 18 months. Right. Uh, once we get into phase one, our scientist is done. He, uh, our lead scientist, he's, his work is done. Now we're handing it over to a clinical research organization. So we will refocus his efforts and certainly rheumatoid arthritis is on our, um, on our horizon because that would be a wonderful 30 to 45 day injection. Imagine these people have to deal with this. Could, yeah, could have something definitely. put in place that eludes for 35 to 40 days, maybe longer. We put it in bodies. We, we've had it in animals for 42 days, and it's still in a great form. But that was the study; it was done. So, who knows how long we can make it last? Yeah. Well, one, yep. one. Uh, I'll stop after this. But one last thing I thought of, um, you know, vaccines. Um, if you wanted to uh, use the gel to have, let's say, dead, you know, bacteria or dead viruses of some kind of disease, and it would stay localized in the body, and perhaps be an easy attack surface for the antibodies. It might be easier to um, 
to use that as a vaccine that stays in one place again for the body to attack it than uh, you know than other vaccines. Or another thing I thought of was um, you know could it act as a as a honeypot for a certain kind of uh, virus or bacteria because what you seed on the inside of the uh, of the gel you know could it attract a virus or again uh, a bacteria and kind of suck it in and keep it there. You know, that's an interesting question. When it's not systemic, um, systemically injected like a vaccine is, you know, you have to wonder how it would localize something like that. I, I don't, I do not know, but I, I know that there's a lot of interest in uh, monoclonal antibodies uh, with our matrix biohydrogel for cancer treatment. Uh, so similarly, uh, what is cancer? Well, cancer is a horrible virus, right? I mean, it's... Um, so that yeah, you, I really hadn't thought about the vaccine uh, attractant or honeypot, like you said. That's uh, a good thought. Yeah, or I guess if you put it right next to a tumor or on a tumor, you could deliver certain medications more locally there, even oh, if yeah. they were given systemically to you know to really bother the tumor and get rid of it. Oh no! When I saw John McCain, I read all about that glioblastoma he had. Um, mm. I don't know if you've had a chance to read what what that is, but, but that particular cancer. Uh, and these were people from Mayo, Dana uh, Farber, or whatever these Dana Farber, I think that was from Animal House. Um, these huge cancer institutes talking, they call it a velociraptor. They said they hit it oh. for a day and that tumor will shrink back. They can watch it almost real time. But then two days later, it'll take back the surface and more. It'll react. It has its own gene. Oh. We've mapped the genome of 55 cancers. I was reading that lady's work last night. And they have their own DNA. They have their own system. So one person wow. said it's going to take 20 drugs simultaneously to surround a glioblastoma and hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. So it's retracting, 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 and it's gone. And it's like in a day because otherwise this thing's going to mutate and come back stronger. So you, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. And, and we do see our gel being in the cancer field. We do see it covering tumors and eluding drugs. That's that's how we see this. We do see this as a very spreadable regional application. Um, we work with a physiatrist who they treat pain, chronic. That's what the, what physiatry is. And uh, he's quite frankly just obsessed with getting this into an epidural application for people with uh, spinal pain and all the way up and down, the, you know, from head to toe. So cool stuff. Well, very good. I appreciate you, uh, you know, talking to me about this and, you know, this. It, I can see why you'd be super excited because the applications are, you know, are endless. So yeah. great work. And, uh, you know. But you got to stay focused. We got to get the one done. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you know, I've been in, you know, you, you have people who constantly move the goalposts and, uh, you know, great, you know, great technology, i.e. Tesla. You keep moving the goalposts here. You keep changing. You know, let's, let's make one car. Let's make a lot of them and get them out there and let people use it instead of playing with trucks and submarines and, you know, uh, blasting off uh, uh, blow torches and stuff. Let's let's make that car. So yeah. that's what we're focused on. Let's make a nested gel, uh, get it to the world, and then uh, create the cash to take this matrix everywhere. I'm glad you got it. Well, very you good. See it? It's cool. It's cool stuff, man. Yeah. Cool. So what's the uh, what's the best way for interested parties to get in touch? Yeah. So um, our website www.insitubiologics.com. Uh, you can click on invest now or uh, contact us and send us an email. I try to respond to every person ASAP. I mean, I'll end up giving them my cell phone for business and we'll text, we'll talk. 
Um, and you can also go to manhattanstreetcapital.com and see our videos there, our full offering. We are selling stock right now. Um, and it's, um, I believe, at a very good price. I am buying it. And um, we think, given our potential, there's a lot of upside. So, uh, you know, right. manhattanstreetcapital.com, people have a chance to go take a look. And uh, the offering statement, it's all cleared by the SEC, qualified by them. So um, we would uh, love to interact with people. Well, very good. Well, Jim, thanks for coming on the podcast tonight. Appreciate Thank it. you. Enjoy. Take care. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.